hello, 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 everyone, and welcome back to the Retroshade Podcast. I'm your host, of course, Heather. I'm so excited and so honored to have you guys here with me today. Today, today's episode is going to be a little bit different. I recently turned 33, and I always find that my birthday is a very introspective time. I always like to carve out some time to reflect on the last year, also to just take some time to reflect back on my life and remember how far I've come. Um, And I use that as a grounding tool to set the momentum for what I want to cultivate and create in the next year of my life. Um, I've had a very kind of tumultuous relationship with my birthday as a child, like most other kids. Absolutely loved my birthday, loved celebrating it, really looked forward to having my parties. I'm a summer baby, I'm a cancer kid, so my birthday falls in the summer, which is always a great time. In the beginning of July, usually we have really nice weather, um, and so it's always really nice and fun. It's more mild, always added up to having a really fun birthday party. Um... And then as I caught into my teen years, I kind of lost interest in my birthday. And then into my 20s, I had some really gnarly birthdays. <laughs> so I ended up creating this really angsty relationship with my birthday. I just wanted to avoid it completely. I have a hard time under uh, grasping the concept of why everyone wants to like harp on my birthday and celebrating another year. On the flip side of that, there's nothing I love more than celebrating other people's birthdays. <laughs> so I, um, I, I love to say that I'm just a walking contradiction. <laughs> there's always dichotomies flowing through me. Um, but yeah, it wasn't until I think about my 30th birthday where I really started to mend that relationship that I had with my birthday and starting to look forward to it. And actually last year I had a really great epiphany and... You know, I'll I'll be real with you. It really was when my nephew was born. My nephew was born on my birthday. I manifested that little angel baby boy to be born on my birthday. He was seven days early. And nobody can convince me that it wasn't through my manifestation practice that he arrived when he did. He was perfectly on time for me. Um that really turned it around because it took a lot of pressure off of what I feel for my birthday. I also am very blessed to share the birthday with my stepbrother, who is also just another angel baby, um, and Jessica Simpson, also my birthday twin. So I mean, just really great people I share my birthday with. But it was when Mason was born on my birthday that that really shifted things around for me. And so that was on my 31st birthday. Last year for 32, I had this epiphany moment where I just realized that I'm creating so much um, angst around this day for me. And I love celebrating other people's birthdays because I love people so much. The people in my lives, I love celebrating just their pure existence. It brings me so much joy. And I realize that as much as I'm resisting it, I'm pushing people away from it and I'm taking away the joy that they get from celebrating my existence in this earth. And that's just really a selfish thing to do and it doesn't feel very good. And when I kind of checked my reality in that sense, I felt this big shift. And 
uh, that was the first year in a really long time that I just kind of like relaxed and let people wish me a happy birthday and accept that and welcome it in and embrace it. And I had such a great day. Um, and it was also so much fun to just be in the moment and celebrating with my brother and my nephew. And it was just really beautiful. So if you are somebody who is like me, who struggles with being excited about your birthday, and allowing people to celebrate you on your birthday, I invite you into that perspective shift as well. Um, and I also invite you into the practice that I started doing around my birthday, which started to feel really enriching and really exciting. Um, and it's that's also been something that has been really helpful for me. And that practice is really all about manifesting. It's kind of like going through a like new year ritual like I would normally do but it's about taking some time and carving out and um, going to a place that you really enjoy like the beach um, or the bath or out into the forest or you know chapter Starbucks whatever floats your boat whatever place gets you feeling like really excited really safe and um, really comfortable and reflect on all of the amazing things that you accomplished in the last year of your life. What were the opportunities? What were the struggles that pushed you to learn and grow? What did you welcome into your life? And then think about what it is that you really want to call into your life. You have this, you have 365 days ahead of you to create magnificence in your life. And so think about what it is that you really want to call in. How do you want to live this next year of your life? How do you want to experience it? Who do you want to surround yourself around? What are the places that you want to go? What is the food that you want to eat? How do you want to move your body? Like really get into what that lifestyle and life is going to look for yourself. Um, and then, you know, write it down, get into it and manifest that shit for yourself. It really... That's something that has helped me to get really excited. And I find that when I set really big goals for myself, when I let myself lean into those really juicy manifestations, those ones that feel like I'm really stretching myself, like almost like they're ridiculous in what they are, those are the ones that get me really excited. And and knowing that because I put it out there, because I've thought of it, because it's entered my mind, I know that it's available for me. And so getting really excited about how and when it's going to happen, because that's the stuff that's all, you know, left up to the universe to surprise and delight us, those details. Um, so it just, it gets me so excited to start thinking about what I'm going to create instead of thinking about, you know, I've got this daunting, like I'm another year older. I haven't, I instead have a whole year to create magnificence and that's just so beautiful. So as I was going through this practice for myself this year, I started reflecting on a lot of the lessons that I've learned and how far I have come and just what a, you know, especially over the last couple of years, there's been a lot of hardships that just societally we've all gone through and personally. Um, so I've really stretched and grown tremendously over the last few years and I'm just feeling really grateful for it and I started reflecting on all those lessons and so I wanted to impart that here and kind of immortalize it in podcast form so here we are y'all we are going to dive in 
Um, and so uh, the first one that I want to share with you is to always wear sunscreen. I am a fair skin girl. I do nothing but burn. It doesn't even fade into a tan for me. And so this is something that I cannot stress enough that has really kind of changed the game. I don't know why we resist it when we're younger, like wearing sunscreen isn't cool. Um, but just wear your dang sunscreen always. It is the number one thing that you can do for your skincare, especially for your face. Start wearing sunscreen, especially for my younger listeners. When you're in your youth, it will help to preserve you. It will keep you healthy. There's so much um, like damage that comes through the sun that impacts our skin. So even, I say even when it's a cloudy day, even in the middle of winter, put your sunscreen on, protect your skin. The next one, always take your makeup off before bed. This is one that I have prided myself on since I started wearing makeup in high school. I always take my makeup off. I actually am somebody who cannot even sleep. So even like I remember nights like coming home drunk from the bars and trying to fall asleep in bed with my makeup on and I had to get up and wash my face. Otherwise, I just can't sleep. I don't understand how anyone can do it. Um, But this is something that is so, so important. I have always been complimented on my complexion, and that is largely because I take care of my face. It is so bad for your pores. It clogs everything up. If you think about everything that is in your makeup and you're keeping it on your face and your poor skin can't breathe, guys, just take your makeup off. It takes like an extra five minutes. It's not that much just do it it will change the game for you it will that simple act alone will do so much for your skin the next one be honest especially when it is the tough thing to do it is always so much easier in the long run i have learned this lesson the tough way just like most of us do but that is something that i have found to be so true it is just easier to confront things when it comes up, no matter how difficult it may seem, it is always, always, always easier when you are just honest and move through things in the moment when you lie or try to cover up or whatever it is that you're trying to do to avoid whatever is coming up for you. It always happens that things grow and get so much worse the more you try to push and push and it just lingers over and it creates this toxicity in your body. It stresses you out. You don't end up sleeping and it manifests into all different kinds of awful ways into your life. I promise you it will be so much easier if you are just honest and confront things head on and you can blow past them so much easier. Next lesson Dogs and sloths are the greatest gifts that we have ever been given. I love animals so deeply. There is just something so incredibly special about dogs and sloths. They are the most precious beings on the face of this earth. I love them so much. If you have not watched the video um, when Kristen Bell was on Ellen and her husband Dax got a sloth to come to her birthday party and she's hysterically crying. That is how I feel about sloths. Very much on that level. I can't function around dogs. I like short circuit. They are so pure and so innocent and so fun. 
I have been told multiple times that I have big golden retriever puppy energy and I think that that is the greatest compliment that I have ever been given. I just, everything is better with dogs and sloths around. Their existence just proves that there is good in the world. Uh, Next, laughter is the best medicine. Uh, if you guys have watched Patch Adams, this was a movie that I saw, probably, I was probably too young to watch it, but it really touched me. It had a huge impact on me when I was young and it came out and I watched it. And I truly think that this is so true. Laughter is the best medicine. There is nothing that laughter hasn't cured for me. It has a way of just completely erupting any sort of bad mood or anything. It elevates There's so much science backing this now, Um, but just go ahead and have a good laugh. It it is like a cure-all for any mood. Next, it is, um, laughter is also the best connector. It is such an intimate thing to share a laugh with people. Like it's comedy and laughter is just such a personal, personal thing. Um, so think about like all the people that you laugh with in a day and how that really unifies you, especially when you meet somebody new, if there's a joke, a commonality, laughter is just like the greatest thing ever. Be intentional with everything you do. I think integrity for me is like one of the, my biggest, um, value that I have placed weight on. That is, that seems, I, that, I think that is the thing that's number one for me. And something that comes in so closely with that is being intentional about everything that you do, being conscious and aware of how you are moving through this life and making choices, thinking about how, like what energy you're putting into it. What is the result that you're trying to drive? I think your intention speaks volumes, especially when things don't work out. Um, At least you can always rest knowing that you were moving through your life taking actions and treating others the best of your ability and i think that really goes a long long way and of course to have integrity because without it you really don't have a whole hell of a lot be kind to others and treat them as wish you would be treated this is something that is just like so simple but is so impactful and I think right now where we are in the world and I think that largely um, this is kind of like stemmed from our interactions online because because we do think a lot of things online a lot of interacting online we have that human to human connection that's been um, broken there is a machine in between us and so we lose that sense of humanity We've got those keyboard warriors who are out there who are just like trolling and um, like things that you just would never do to somebody or say to somebody if you were face to face with them because you have that human to human interaction. And I really do believe that there is a limit to what our humanity will allow us to do. Um, And so I think, yeah, it's just treat people the way that you wish you would be treated. And I think that that, if everybody adopted that mindset, we would have a lot solved in this world. Smile at everyone you pass because you have no idea how much that person may need it, but it will also lift your spirits too. I can't tell you the number of times that I have noticed this. 
um, when I just like, if I have, I pretty much always have a smile on my face. That seems to just be my resting face is like with a smile on it. But there are times where like I'm serious and I, I notice a difference. I'll like feel it in my face and I'll check myself and be like, okay, relax that face girl. Like throw a smile on, nothing's that bad. And I'll look up and smile and immediately the person that I pass by will smile as well. And a simple smile will just like boost your mood so quickly. And I know like when people smile at me, I instantly smile back. And it again goes back to treat people how you would like to be treated. I love the way it feels when I pass by a stranger and they smile. It just, it lightens the whole energy around us up and it just feels really good. 90s rom-coms are the best movies ever. And I will go toe-to-toe with anyone on that. Meg Ryan is the most underrated, underappreciated actress that has ever existed. And I dare you to name a better duo than her and Tom Hanks. You need to have a balance and a blend between the woo and the do. When I learned my human design and my natal astrology, it was like my whole life finally made sense to me, but it also unlocked like all of these cheat codes for how I can optimize my life, how I can live in that feeling of abundance and freedom and bliss and ease. And it was just like opening up a user manual for my life. So I just cannot stress the importance of balancing that nurturing of your spiritual side, your spiritual self that energetic side of you along with that taking action and doing that masculine and feminine energy however you want to describe it it is so important to balance both of them Um, you can swing too far in the other direction but where where you'll find its optimum is when you find a balance between the two that works well for you that balance is going to look different for everyone but it's just so important to learn that right now we live in a society that really um kind of puts more uh respect or urgency on the masculine side that do side and we're starting to see it swing in the other direction we're starting to see that coaching and spiritual side astrology human design all the interests and more of that type of work Um, We're starting to get the swing over there, but we need to remember that there is um, sacredness in both of them, and there's importance in both of them. There's a time and a place. You have to put your mask on before you can help anyone else with theirs. That is like when you're on an airplane and they're going through the safety things and they're saying like in the event of an emergency and the masks drop down you have to put yours on before anyone else's because if you don't then you will lose your supply of oxygen you'll pass out and you will be no good to anybody and that is a metaphor that works for absolutely everything in our lives you have to make sure that your side of the street is clean. You have to make sure that your energy is right, that you are taken care of, because if you are not well, you are in no condition to help anybody else. First of all, your energy levels are low and that's gonna bring down the energy levels of everybody else. Cognitively, mentally, you're not going to be sharp enough to be able to have the emotional bandwidth to support the people around you or the mental acuity to be able to think of solutions or support people or whatever it is that you need to do. And we just 
constantly put ourselves in positions of needing to stretch ourselves thin for everyone else and it is completely backwards if you are taking care of yourself and filling up your cup to the point where it overruns that overrunning energy will fill up other people's cups when the well runs dry we don't have anything else to give and we're no good to anyone else so i want you guys to really take that one with you and prioritize that. I feel like that lesson came out like purely in metaphor. But I think you get where I'm coming from with it. Christmas is without a doubt the best time of the year and Hallmark Christmas movies and Christmas songs and Christmas carols, they're all timeless. It is like, it makes everybody so happy. As soon as Christmas rolls around, there is just... The sense of humanity and kindness that uplifts around us and I think it is just the most joyous time of the year it is so beautiful there is a connectivity there is more charitable feelings around us we tend to do more and feel warmer towards our fellow humankind and it is just a beautiful beautiful time of year and all the best movies exist in Christmas you do not have to do anything that you do not want to do plain and simple period honey you are the only one that is living your life give yourself permission to block out any influence or advice from any external factors you can heed other people's advice you can listen to it if you want to if you feel like it's going to feed you if you feel like it's going to help you form your decisions but do what you can to resist the influence of skewing you into something that you don't want to do. You are the one at the end of the day who has to live with yourself. You are the, you are the one who has to sit with the consequences of your actions, both good and bad. You are the one who has to live with yourself when you like the lights are out and you are alone you are the only one who has to experience your life so make sure that you are doing so in a way that feels good to you it doesn't matter who you have to disappoint or i shouldn't say have to who's disappointed by your actions as long as you are happy and you are living in an honest and integral way to the best of your ability that is all that you need to do in this lifetime Next one. Okay, we're at number 17. No one is entitled to or owed any of your time, any of your energy, or any of your focus. And that includes your family, your friends, work, even social media. Absolutely none of it. And don't let anyone who you share DNA with make you feel otherwise. There is absolutely not one single person that is entitled to or owed any of your time, energy, or focus. Hurt people hurt people. That is, that came directly from the office. Um, and I just always loved it. Hurt people hurt people and secret secrets. Oh, I can't remember how the secret secrets hurt no one. Secret secrets are no fun. Secret secrets hurt someone. <laughs> oh, that was rough, but I got through it, you guys. Hurt people hurt people. That one is just so true. There is this like cyclical nature that this feeling of hurt, that energy wants to kind of swallow everyone up because misery knows 
that it cannot survive unless it has a like energy to feed off of it. So it tries to take everything around. But what is so much more stronger than that is a positive vibration, especially forgiveness and love. And that is why hurt people hurt people is because that feeling of hurt wants to try and perpetuate more hurt so that it can continue existing. But light always beats out dark. Oh, my next lesson is literally that I wrote down secret secrets are no fun. Secret secrets hurt someone. Oh, I love The Office so much for anyone who, like, I remember when that episode came out. That was the episode um, where Bob Vance and Phyllis got engaged and they threw the in-office um, bachelor and bachelorette parties and they hired a stripper and but then Michael got all weird about it and so they just had her up in the office and he was asking her if he should tell his girlfriend about her being there and that was her response was secret secrets are no fun secret secrets hurt someone <laughs> oh so good okay lesson number 20 um movies tv music pop culture quotes just like that from the office they are the great unifier pop culture like especially i find things in pop culture like movies tvs uh, tv shows like quotes but especially something like housewives where it started out like so niche but has really blossomed into like a whole like universe and of itself those are things like housewives truly unites people in like the wildest ways because there's so much to discuss people have such strong feelings but there's open discussions which is something that i think we're having a hard time um really navigating these days but like pop culture everybody has a piece of pop culture that they remember because it was something that happened like a moment in time that we can all recall we all were around when it existed when it happened and we all have different ways of interpreting that and how it impacted us and i just think that's such a beautiful thing in pop culture and everybody has something that really spoke to them but like can help us to form groups and communities and just really feel like we have a sense of belonging. And I think that that's a really cool thing. And it's so hard to predict what's going to happen. But like Game of Thrones or Breaking Bad or like The Office, there are so many things like consistently like SNL is something that has consistently been like at the top of pop culture. People have different ways of feeling about it, but when you go back into work on Monday, you're talking about what your favorite sketches were on Saturday Night Live. Like, what clips did you watch on YouTube? How did the host, like, did you get catch their monologue? How did they do? Like, there is a buzz that's created about it and it's discussed. Or even when, like, American Idol started and we're starting to, like, talk about it and critique people and we have these massive careers that have come out of it. Um, it's just, I think it's so... I just love pop culture so much, you guys. It just gives me so much. Nothing is as big of a deal as it seems in the moment. Number 22, everything always works out in the end. This is something that I really started to remind myself of a lot in my 20s when things were getting really hard and I was hitting like new levels of low points and new struggles was reminding myself that 
everything always has like no matter how sticky of a situation I found myself in or no matter how bleak or how dark things got there was always the other side I always found it um, whether I needed to reach out for help or whatever there was always a way through it and there were definitely times where I really did not see it I really had a hard time struggling through it I thought that this was the end. I thought that I had no way out, but there yet was always a way. And so that's something that is always true. There is always a way out. There is always a a solution. Um, So just reminding ourselves of that, and it's so hard in the moment, but really that's something that I really started to cling to when times got really tough was there is always a way out. There is always another side. You teach people how to treat you. And that really comes down to having boundaries for yourself and like being savage in defending them. Respect is something that you earn. It is not a given. And that's something that came through that I learned from having um, managers in my life and then becoming a manager at a very young age where I had managers that I didn't respect who thought that just because they held the title that that automatically meant that they had respect. Same thing, I think, actually, if I look back on some teachers as well. There's a big difference in how these figures of authority show up when they assume that they have built-in respect because of a sense of power that they have um, or authority versus the people who really show up in integrity and are showing up to serve and to support um, like a real leader would. Um, And then starting out as a manager in a really young age, that was something that was just not given to me. I really had to work to earn it. Um, And that's the lesson that I learned from that is just like that it is not something that is, respect is not something that is just like given out. It is something that you do earn and it comes from the person that you are which also means that you know it can be taken away at any point in time especially if you are in somebody who is living life out of integrity and just doing harm unto people for no no good reason which there never is a good reason to do any sort of harm to people okay leave your eyebrows alone this is something that i wish someone told me when I was young and I first started going to town on my eyebrows, I remember having a conversation with my mom in the kitchen and she was like, girl, we got to do something about your eyebrows. And so I got some tweezers um, and this was like coming out of, this was like early, early 2000s. So we were still kind of in that like thin eyebrow era. And I just wish that someone said, no, leave your eyebrows alone. Don't touch them. Let them go. (sighs) I feel like they're still trying to grow in properly. I'm actually, I shouldn't say that. I'm actually quite happy with my eyebrows. They're just blonde, so they're really light. Um, it Just in general, number 26, just avoid all beauty trends. Trends come and go. They spike, they fade away, and they come back. When it comes to beauty trends, especially when it comes to altering something like the thin eyebrows or things like that, is what I'm talking about. 
really try to avoid them because at some point in time that thin eyebrow trend is going to go out of style and you're going to be left with thin eyebrows when what you want is a nice full bushy brow or at least just a nice full brow <sighs> that's what i'll tell you guys there number 27 life is too short to feel shitty so really do what you can to take care of your mind your body and your soul because I will tell you, it feels a lot better to be nourishing your body um, to be optimized and how it's going to operate than it will be to keep depleting it and abusing it and doing what you do in that way, especially as you get older and it's harder for your body to regenerate itself. So really enjoy it uh, when you're young because you bounce back fast. And the sooner you can learn that lesson to really honor and treat your body like it is, it is the temple that houses your soul. And so treating it with that sort of care in mind, it will help you to feel so much better over time and it will really set you up for a higher level of success overall. Sleep is a cure-all. I cannot hype sleep up enough. Sleep is one of the most important things. Same with drinking water, um, which is my next life lesson, is stay hydrated. Um, but sleep, like get, prioritize, figure out how much sleep your body needs. You'll probably find that it's somewhere around the eight hours and do what you can to set yourself up. I know so many people who say, like, I'm a bad sleeper. This is actually something that I noticed when I was working in a corporate office was there was a pattern of um, people talking about how bad their sleep was and using it as like a badge of honor. Like we're talking about who got the worst amount of sleep or who um, has the hardest time sleeping, like who is most likely to be dubbed like an insomniac or something like it's like we're trying to one up each other. And it's, that's just not the way to live, to be perpetually tired and perpetually unenergized. And it feels so bad. And there was a point in time where I just decided like I couldn't keep living like that. Sleep became my number one priority because that was the life that I was living. I struggled all the time. I couldn't shut my mind off. I was worrying all the time. I would wake up multiple times throughout the night, sometimes in cold sweats, worrying about things. It was just a nightmare. Or I'd be up working really late, and that's a large reason why I couldn't get to sleep. Or then I would watch a TV show to try and make myself sleepy. It was just a terrible cycle that I was in. And so I started to put things in place to prioritize sleeping. And when I started doing that, I started knowing that my life started to improve just even with that very basic, simple procedure. And it started with realizing that I need, I have, it takes me a while to bring my energy level down, especially when I'm around people. So I set an alarm on my phone for 830 and that was a boundary that I set for myself and I let the people know around me that I, you know, can hang out and I can be social until 8.30 at night. And then that's when I'm calling it quit. Um, I started jokingly calling it my bedtime alarm. And the people in my life honor and respect that because it's a priority for me. It is so important to me 
they love and respect me and so they love and respect my boundaries so 8 30 my alarm goes off and everyone says their goodbyes to me and I'm on my way and then I come home and do my bedtime routine which consists of a little wind down like a yoga or stretching something like getting tuning into my body that's relaxing I have all the lights out in my home so I don't have any like bright lights um, in the evening I have like a candle light or my salt lamp on something like that something really soft and then I have a bath or in the summer I'll have a shower something to get my body temperature nice and regulated and also having that water really helps to cleanse all of the energy that's been on me all day doing a nice indulgent skincare routine brushing my teeth and then I journal and read a little bit and then lights out and I love it bedtime is my favorite time of the day um, number 29, hydrate, 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 honey. You are mostly water. And so much of us, so many of us out here do not hydrate properly. We do not replenish our fluids. And that is a, that is a huge, or we like drink a lot of coffee, which is part of the reason why we have such a hard time rehydrating or replenishing our fluids because coffee is a diuretic so it starts to dehydrate us because it makes us urinate more and man oh man that is something that we really need to prioritize because it like it really does have a huge impact on literally every part of our lives because our cells our our body is made up of cells and those cells shrivel up like they've been put in a dehydrator if we are not drinking enough water it literally helps with our digestion, our sleep, our energy levels, our sex drives, our cognition, our digestion, everything. Everything works better when you are properly hydrated. Number 29, be unapologetic in your pursuits. This kind of links up with my previous lesson of living life for yourself because you are the only one who has to live your life experience. So be bold and unapologetic with what it is that you want to create in your life. You, you are the only one who has to live and experience it. So like, don't step on other people, of course, like live life with integrity but don't make yourself small to make someone else comfortable don't tiptoe around people or don't not pursue something because you're worried about what someone else will think the judgment the words that they'll say that you'll hurt their feelings or whatever create whatever it is that you want to create in your life whatever that life experience is be unapologetic in it I wish that this was something that I learned much younger in my life, but Lord, this is, this is something that whatever age you learn it in, hold on to it and just move forward. Be a force of nature. It is something that will just feel so good for you. Ugh. Be unapologetic in your pursuits. Number 30, 31, <laughs> take people off the pedestal that you put them on, especially when it comes to celebrities and influencers, your parents, 
take them off. They are just people. People who, like our politicians, um, royals, whoever they are, we are all made of the same thing. We are all set at like energy and matter. We are all humans. Not one is better than the other. So the faster that you can take people off their pedestals and just see them for what they are, which is a human being, the better off we'll all be. Okay, next one. This is 32. 32 is listen to your body. And what I mean by listen to your body is your intuition. Get in touch with your gut, your second brain, your intuition, connect to it and trust it. This is something that like I really drive home, especially with my single female friends. There is like, I remember like even just walking out to my vehicle uh, when we were in university and having to walk out to my vehicle and just like having a pit in my stomach and constantly trying to like talk myself out of it or you know nothing bad's gonna happen blah 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 but I couldn't so I just leaned into it and I took precautions to make myself feel comfortable and safe and that I have always said is the reason why nothing has ever happened to me is because I've taken those precautions and I've listened to my gut um, and I just as a rule of thumb, like this is very much on like an aggressive side of it, but I would much rather like go the extra mile in being protecting myself than to try to swallow that anxiety or ignore my intuition, drop my guards down and be vulnerable and put myself in a position where I'm no longer safe. I would always rather take that extra precaution. I do not want to have that life experience where I am in harm's way, where I'm not safe, where I put myself in jeopardy because I'm trying to save face somewhere. You know, it's a really weird um, like ego preservation thing that we have. We don't want to be seen as weak or like hysterical or whatever it is that like for women we don't want to take those extra precautions but if you feel like you need to cross like walk over to the other side of the street or whatever it is that you need to do if you don't feel comfortable walking somewhere at night whatever it is that you need to do listen to your intuition and go all out for it be unapologetic in how you are honoring that and it's the same thing with making decisions about anything else in your life. Whenever your intuition is speaking to you, it's for a reason. And we get so into our consciousness and wanting to use our logical analytical brains, which only operate in a way of what it can recall or what it knows to be true. And when it can't understand what our intuition is telling us, which is on senses that we don't need to understand why or where they're coming from. They keep us safe and they know more than we consciously do. So it doesn't make any sense that we try to consciously override that system. It's just ass backwards and we need to knock it off. Your intuition speaks to you for a reason and you need to learn to, to listen to it and trust it. As an exercise, let yourself go through your life experiences and think back to times when your intuition spoke to you and you ignored it, you suppressed it, and you did the opposite. How did that work out for you? 
sometimes you're going to think to yourself that it worked out fine, but probably there's a lot of you out there who are like me who can pinpoint every single time that I knew what my intuition wanted me to do and I did the opposite of that and how it turned out. And for me, that was constantly blowing up in my face. (laughs) So that is lesson number 32. Learn to listen, like get in touch with your body and learn to listen and trust to your intuition because it is always right. Even when you do not understand it, I would say, especially when you do not understand it, follow it, follow that sucker. It knows. And number 33, train yourself to see things as they are, the reality of the situation. So often we get swept up in the emotional charge, which is fueled by our belief of how things should be or how we wanted them to be or how we wanted people to show up for us. All these expectations um, that we had in place, those emotions get charged up for us and it clouds the reality and what we're able to see, especially when things don't work out the way that we had hoped. So sometimes it can also happen on the other side when things happen to us that are really good. Sometimes we can get so swept up in the moment that we miss certain things. We miss red flags. Like when you start dating somebody new and it's really great um, and you're like all swept up in the infatuation, but you miss all these red flags. And so eventually those red flags will come up for you. But there's a delay in that time um, of moving forward and making decisions that are right for you. But mostly I want to focus this lesson on when things don't go our way or they don't turn out the way that we wanted to. Um, We get so caught up in that emotional charge that we can't actually see where the blessings or the opportunities um, are presenting themselves for us and we can't see past why maybe it's a good thing that it didn't work out that way or how we have a new opportunity or even the mental clarity to be able to sift through and go, okay, so it didn't work out the way I wanted to, but this is where I'm at and this is these are the steps that I know that I can take to get myself back on the right track or how I can pivot and move forward. Um, we lose that ability to see Um, And so then it delays our forward movement and our progress that we can make. So instead, just acknowledging the space that you're in, like, it's okay if you're like, oh, this fucking sucks. Like, I'm bummed that it didn't work out the way that I wanted it to. But removing that emotional charge from it and just taking it for what it is. It's neither good nor bad. It just is and just acknowledge that space and then allow yourself that time and space to be able to recalibrate and that makes a world of difference that's a practice that greatly changed my life instead of getting emotionally spun up um, which is something uh, for the majority of my life my emotions just were running my life not the other way around and so there was a lot of like I was more reactionary Um, than I was having the ability to take action um, and kind of have uh, control over how I process things. And man, oh man, did it delay. Did it delay my success for sure. Um, So just accepting things, you know, removing, removing the idea that something is bad or something is wrong or you failed or any of those words and just accept that like, huh, okay, this is the way that it worked out. 
this is I can see why it didn't work out. I can look and learn the lessons. I can, you know, take some growth. Um, and then this is what I can do now instead. I can take charge and I can move myself forward and keep the ball going because reality is just what it is. It's neither good nor bad, just existence. All right, my friends, thank you so much for joining and listening to these pearls of wisdom that I had for you. Um, I want to thank you so much for joining me um, and listening to this episode of Retro Shade. Please leave me a five-star rating and review. Subscribe to the show. Send it to your friends. Send them this episode with some lessons that need, they need to learn or maybe they need to hear. Maybe they need the reminder to leave their eyebrows alone. Or maybe you're on my girl Meg Ryan's side and you just need somebody out there advocating for her with you. Um, send that to your friend and uh, um, let them have a listen. I appreciate you so much and I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day and I will talk to you next time.